Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co hosts, Mr. Uh, ben Errington. Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello. And we have a returning guest, a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic, a TV film journalist with What to Watch, and she hosts the TV Time podcast. It's Lucy Bugless. Hey. Hello, thank you for having me back. And for what, what a film we've chosen. <laughs> yeah. welcome, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to have you back. What is uh, what's going on? Not a lot, really. I'm just in dashcam mode, really. I'm just dash I don't know what about since I saw it. You're in you're in dashcam mode. Does that mean you're live streaming right now? I mean <laughs> Yeah, I'm on band car. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for what? all the weird shit to start happening. <laughs> oh yeah, band car. What is band car? Is that a real thing? Is that... Apparently, she does do Twitch streams for Bandcar. I think it is, but I don't. I don't know if like the character is exaggerated or if she's actually like that. That, but I don't know. I saw <laughs> um, the channel does exist. So just yeah. before the screening that I went to, the the guy from the DCA like had a little um, intro to it, and apparently, um, her role is she plays like a fictionalized and more extreme version of herself, but effectively, it is very heavily based on her. Okay. just her herself. Right. Okay, well, that'd be interesting to get into mm-hmm. to dissect. Uh, and her weird yes. love of compost, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, okay, so any, <laughs> what's going on? Any news, Ben? What is going on? Any news? Well, like horror news or just news in general? Either or, and yeah, let's not depress either. ourselves, just horror news, <laughs> just, just horror news. That's far less depressing. Okay, I've got you. Hide in the, all the horror news, that's what I do, get my head down. Uh, don't know if you guys have seen this week, but uh, oh god, there's loads of stuff that I've already covered last week. Sorry, uh, the Last of Us HBO series apparently is wrapped, and now we've got the first picture, the first look at Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Um, it's quite a dark photo, but some people have like whacked up the contrast a bit, and apparently you can see a a clicker in the background. Oh. Uh, also, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who played the lead roles in the games, have 
been given roles in the HBO series and substantial roles at that, apparently. So it's not just a little cameo. Uh, so that's very exciting for fans of the game. And other news about the game, which is also exciting, a PS5 remake is arriving this September. So Naughty Dog have been... Um, cracking away behind the scenes developing that for ps5 so if you're a last of us fan it's all happening yeah are, are you guys last of us fans i played the first one yeah um mm. i just think pedro's an incredible cast as well i'm dead excited can't wait mm. oh yeah absolutely yeah. i love him in everything not gonna lie but i just think yeah think yeah and from the cool. from this image as well i mean the image we saw before is just like the backs of the characters but yeah. i don't know it just looks now we've seen them as well it just looks like okay i'm gonna easily like enjoy is this that him, uh, the image of him like crouched down behind like a, a desk or something is yeah that, so what? they're doing that listening mode thing from the game yeah i was gonna you, say throw the bloody brick throw the bottle yeah sell a, sell a tape so not sell a tape get some scissors and attach them yeah. to us to a baseball bat there we go um yeah so i don't when is it is this i guess it's next year that this is this is coming out isn't it um but yeah, very very excited for this. Um, very lucky as well that we're going to get a series, um, and clearly like a, a series with a lot of lot of money going into it and star power. So, mm-hmm. do we know what excited it's on yet? Is it what HBO Max? HBO Max. That one we do we have HBO Max here now? Like I'm at capacity for streaming services. So I think a lot of HBO Max stuff ends up on. Is it Sky? Sky something. Yeah, Sky. Sky and Now TV, I think. Now TV. Sometimes yeah. it goes to Now TV as well if you have that, but there's just so many. It's easy which, to yeah. <laughs> Which one did uh, Peacemaker go to? I think that was that Now was, TV. That was, was Now that TV. TV? Now yeah, TV, so yeah. Pretty sure we have it across here now. Just haven't seen yeah. it. I want now this TV. TV now, but later than America, apparently. <laughs> now but, TV um, plus one. Do they still do plus one channels? I don't think they do, right? No need for uh, it. It's just live. I don't know. Yeah. You go onto your on-demand bit now. I was watching something random the other day. It's on like I think we missed the start of Taskmaster. And then if you go to Channel Four at HSL, do you want to just start this from the beginning? It just yeah go back. Oh yeah, yeah, it does do that Very sort clever. of thing. Yeah, <laughs> Very clever. Uh, oh, because remember with Plus One channels, I really enjoyed that episode of The Simpsons. I'm gonna wait and watch it again. Well, you watch the last 15 minutes and then you go, "What happened at the start?" And then you have to <laughs> yeah, wait yeah. half an hour, and then right. we have to piece it together. Yeah. Like memento Good times, <laughs> it's just like memento. If you just want to live memento, writing right, right Simpsons plot points on your forearm. If you want to watch memento the right way around, you have to watch oh, it. God, yeah, on two channels the plus one channel <laughs> and did, the plus, did plus that, one. Didn't that happen? Wasn't there like a cut? I bet there's like a DVD extra yeah. or something, but it's like, yeah, just the right way round mode. Nowhere near as interesting, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, and also the PS5 update for the for the game. I, I, to be fair, I don't know if the Last of Us game I, I'm going to need to play again. I think I've probably played it like four times. Not finished it one. once yet. Jeez. Behind. Well, there you go. Wait, wait until this PS5 edition. Oh, have you then, remember, lot... you, the mistake you've made there is I own it. Have <laughs> 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 to play it. No, I've got oh. it on the. Um... Sorry. I think it, I'm not sure. If, I think it's the PS4 version that I have that I've managed to get around to giving Sony some money for, but not time to sit down and play it yet. So I maybe I will played, do that. I think I've done PS3 and PS4 versions. Um, yeah. And it's made me kind of want to go back and play The Last of Us Part 2 again, because I only played that once. So I would be more okay. tempted to play Last of Us 2 again, more than number one, because it's 
I, I feel like there's more there that like might be hidden or more details that might not pick up on the first time around. Um, yeah. Yeah. Number two is I know it didn't get reviewed as well, but I think there's something special about it. There's something really yeah. grueling and special about it. So I'd be tempted oh, to yeah, do definitely. that again. It's 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 a controversial one, but I kind of like the elements of controversy in it. At least it's not yeah. playing it safe, you know. It could have just yeah. gone. Here's part two, more of the same, but it kind of went. Settle to play through both of them, both of them once. There's no time to go back. We'll march. We'll march forward, and we'll get through them. March forward relentlessly. Yeah. Such is life. Uh, okay, another piece of very interesting news. This is exciting. Netflix has teamed with uh, horror manga legend for Junji Ito, Maniac, Japanese Tales of the Macabre, anime series, anime anthology series. Yeah, that, that'd be good. It's weird that Netflix do anime all the time now. Like It's quite a big part of their content, right? Uh, but also, weren't Adult Swim doing an adaptation of Uzumaki, I was. Okay. I swear I saw, oh, and it was like black and white. It was like look just like the art. It come to life. It's black and white. Um, and the the teaser trailer looked really good. But I guess maybe they're not doing it now. I don't know. But hmm. Junjito, I mean, it's a very specific style that I very much want to see more of. So it'd be cool okay. to see it in motion. Adi- additional piece of information: the previously announced Adult Swim adaptation of Uzumaki slated to arrive this October. Slated. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there, if you if you're a fan, you're gonna get loads. We're gonna get two, and great. Uh, that stuff is so good. Like some of his shorts are fantastic. So mm. I can't mm. wait to get in on those. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, and the only other piece of news I've got is that there's going to be a new Paramount Sleepy Hollow movie being directed by Lindsay Beer, and apparently that is coming to Paramount. Um, next year, possibly. Uh, and apparently there was there was also an animated series like in tw- in twenty seventeen. Called... Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. There, there was a TV show as well about it. Um... Yeah, yeah. I like never modern day ones, isn't it? With lots yeah. of Osman about. Yeah. I don't think I ever bothered with that, but we'll t- I would take a take a new Sleepy Hollow movie. Why the hell not? Yeah. Yeah, we, the Tim Burton one. It's good though. I'd I'd forgotten how much I liked it until we did the episode on it. Yeah, it's good. Holds up really well. Uh, And apparently Lindsay Beer directed a prequel to Pet Cemetery, And so I guess that's... Just pets alive. Yeah, alive. Just little pets. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Pets are alive. It's a lovely, feel-good, beautiful story Mm. of people and their pets. Not zombified. And then if you like Homeward Bound 2 being starting with all of the pets dying, like the nice golden retriever dog gets hit by a truck. Oh god, don't say that. <laughs> Pet Cemetery always bothered me with like how far Gabe is it Gabe, the little kid? Yeah. Yeah. How far he's got to run to get run over. And his <laughs> tiny like... legs as well. Yeah. He's, he's running for ages. absolutely crap at running. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, little kids when they're running are so bad at it. The only reason they got they get like insane confidence because most adults just let them win at races and go, "Oh, you're so fast." Um, not me. Our, not our, me. Our nephew, he had a harsh time. He was trying to race our dog Ricky at the time, and he got really upset. He's like, "Oh, I wanted to win." I had to <laughs> kneel down to him, down to his level, and said, "Josh, Ricky doesn't care what you want. 
<laughs> That's exactly I, I, it. I, I do. I'll be nice to you, Ricky. Though talking about talking about <laughs> races, right? This is a this is non horror news. Uh, apparently, there's like a horse versus man race every year. It's like a 200 mile race. This year, for like the second time ever, the man won. Uh, is, is there someone riding the horse or is the horse going to try yeah. and navigate 200 miles there's someone riding the horse it always so fails ma- on the orienteering aspect of the race <laughs> 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 which one i got a bloody cow i'm just gonna go over here uh the man versus horse marathon is an annual race over 22 miles runners compete against riders on horseback for a mix of road trail and mountainous terrain and this uh, is the first yeah the is dead good at mountains guess what, guess what the, the guy's... <laughs> The the guy who won it is called Ricky Lightfoot. Oh, born to race that guy. I'm glad on my feet. Uh, apparently, he received three thousand five hundred pounds for winning. I mean, that's I great, spent, isn't it? Sorry, I'd want I'd want more than that to beat a horse in a running he only, race. He only won by two minutes as well. Only like, <laughs> well, <laughs> by ten minutes? seconds. Upon a did he? Did he ride it most of the way? He got on its back, surely most of the way, and then said, "Stop there." How do you tell us a horse to stop? he's holding the horse's <laughs> tail and he just like scoots past him at the end yeah i reckon, I reckon he had heelys on and whenever there was no one looking he just like did a little bit did a little bit motorized heelys down, down the hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i was quite impressed by that now and i was i was reading up quite a lot about yeah, it this cool. afternoon. yeah quite a quiet sunday when you said man theme. versus horse so it's probably gonna say like a boxing match or something like a man versus yeah. kangaroo. Oh, and every year they have a different challenge like one year it's chess that nailed it. <laughs> Skydiving. That was a draw. <laughs> that, that was a draw. <laughs> An exact draw. They hit the ground exactly the same. Well, it's time. like a feather and a bowling ball. They, they're yeah, gonna hit true. the ground at the same time. Eating hot it's... wings. Horses really strong, but can die of a tummy ache. You gotta watch them on that. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Uh oh Jesus. Okay. That's it. That's it in terms of in terms of horror news. Has anybody seen anything of note this week? I did want to mention the new video game, The Quarry, that came out actually. Oh yes, um, which is my who did Until Dawn, which was amazing. Um, mm. And purely just because it's got David Arquette in it, I'm like, I really want it. So <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> I'm I also that- want it. It's my so I'm gonna ask a few people around the house. Yeah, it um, it's it looks good. It looks like it's a big budget sort of thing. I think I saw the trailer for it in the cinema, so I was a bit like, "What the hell's this?" Yeah, there was loads of them before. Men, they kept yeah. like doing little teasers of it, which was quite cute. And they've done it really like cinematically. So they've done like sort of like you know introducing people by like name and like all the big scenes, and it looks really cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Until was was pretty good as well. And that was like that was a PlayStation Four launch title. So when did the PlayStation Four come out? Uh oh, god, it was like over. 10 years ago 2012 yeah, but they just they just have a game like this come out every i mean they did they also do the uh dark pictures dark pictures anthology oh uh, yeah 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 i've not played those i'd, I'd like to play they're based in bright aren't they supermassive games oh okay uh yeah this this is cool it's also got um oh god what's her name from insidious older lady from insidious lynch uh, you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, she's in it. Um, and who else? I'm just looking at the pictures rather than the actual thing. But yeah, David Arquette as well. Is he playing like a... I don't really know much about it. It looks like sort of camp 
Yeah, I've is tried it, like not to read too much into it because I kind of just want to go in and get, get all the surprises and stuff. Um, I yeah. know some YouTubers have already started like doing game like walkthroughs, and I don't even want to watch that. I just want to go in yeah. completely blind, yeah. to be honest. Best it's way. Definitely the best thing it's to do. It's got kind of eighties slasher vibes to the to the promo stuff, but I'm like you, Lucy. I'm gonna watch nothing if I yeah. can and just get in and play it. Mm. I mean, like, 80s horror is such a thing at the minute, isn't it? I mean, like, Stranger Things boom, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's just had a resurgence. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Stranger Things series, the uh, volume two, isn't that far away either, is it? It's July like, 1st. July yeah. 1st, yeah. A couple of weeks. July, July the 1st. Jesus yep. Christ. And then we get two massive-ass episodes because they're basically, like, films. <laughs> two films to enjoy. For yeah. a second, Ben, I thought you were really going to troll me and say, oh, you know about the Stranger Things. You may not have noticed this, but it's actually references very subtly. Like, no, no more. The 80s. <laughs> it's actually the 80s. I did watch a clip. I did watch a clip, which was uh, Limmy's problem with Stranger Things. And he was just talking about it. So just, it's almost two 80s. It's like, do you not, do you not realise it's set in the 80s? Well, look at this poster on the wall. Look at this music playing. Look at these clothes. And he was like, look at a it. Teddy Ruxpin. Look at them all over the shop. He was looking at everyone's clothes and going, "Look at this shite!" No one was wearing. <laughs> everyone was wearing brown things in in the eighties. True, yeah. Eighties were very brown. I was there. I was there. Brown wallpaper, brown furniture, brown clothes. You brown know. cars. Watched that. Brown, ca- brown, like, cars. brown cars. My granddad had a brown car. Morris, was it called a Morris Minor? Morris Minor. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh, also. Uh, Everyone looked dead old in the A, isn't they? You just look at someone and you go, oh, God. How oh, old are you there? Oh, oh, yeah. People in, in the past, your grandparents are probably 50 and they looked 80 already. Yeah. How yeah. old are you there? I'm 15. Fuck off. No, no, <laughs> no way. That's a that's a 45-year-old man. What's going on? Life was harder under Thatcher. All the coal mines being closed just fucked everyone off and like drained the youth out of them. Yeah. yeah. So basically... No one, no one in Stranger Things mentions Thatcher, not even once. So there's this nostalgic uh, rose-tinted glasses. Everything We've was great. We've got two more episodes left. Yeah, that it's yeah. all going to be they about could, Thatcher. They could, they could go to London and be like, fucking hell, this is brown. <laughs> brown. You could be the final yeah. boss. Like in season yeah. five, it's like, oh no. I always oh, knew it was yeah. you. It'll be like an 80s like arcade game. It'll be like Death Adder. Should, like be there, Vecna will be there. She'll just turn up behind him and snap his neck and then she'll yeah. build my boss. I love it. <laughs> Tentacles. <laughs> Amazing. Uh any yeah, have you seen anything else? Uh Lucy? What? Seen anything? Nothing. I saw men. <laughs> oh yeah, you saw men. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm probably uh, sick of talking about men now though, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about men a lot last week. Um, yeah. I, I guess apologies uh, if you listen to the podcast, three hours of, of talking of men last week. Um, <laughs> we do have we, we do have time codes in the podcast notes, uh, either on YouTube or on everything else. So if you don't want to hear the, I'm just going to say the word waffle, who knows why. Uh, if you don't like the waffle, then please feel free to skip ahead to where we start talking about the film, because, you know, you can do just that. For, but while we're here then, Lucy, what's your what's your overall thoughts of men? Like it? Didn't like it? Somewhere in between? I think I liked it on the whole. I think I mentioned to you guys before we started recording that the last 20 minutes was pretty bonkers and I haven't really got my head around it. Uh, but mm. I liked I liked Rory Kinnear. I liked the different characters. I mean, Rory Kinnear's face on a child will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was not a fan of that. I was like, yeah. I don't really want to see that. 
um, <laughs> not to be too spoilery. Uh, but he was great. Was I mean, he's always great. Uh, ever, ever since his terrifying Black Mirror performance, uh, which again is ingrained in my brain, <laughs> he's just brilliant. Yeah, he yeah. elevated it for me. I mean, Jesse Buckley is always great, but he just was something else, really. So I think purely <laughs> performances alone and the creepiness, I liked it. Mm. But the last twenty minutes, I'm still sort of dissecting, so I don't really know to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but it's an experience. I would recommend going to see it, but it's going to piss off a lot of people. I think to be honest, it's one of those films. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get to more of that shortly. I think. The soundtrack for Men is really good as well. It's something I didn't necessarily think of that much while watching it, but I've been listening to it a bit this week. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, it's really good. What was the new Ford so Fiesta really as well? <laughs> <laughs> Brand new Ford Fiesta, straight off the forecourt. Not a single crumb in it. <laughs> <laughs> no food in the car. That's a, that's a thing. No food. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I watched... This week, finally got around to it. Took me a while. I watched the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, Nicholas, oh, is, that any, is that any good? So good, right? Okay, so yeah. I kind of thought yeah. I was going to enjoy. I kind of thought I was going to enjoy it, but I didn't. But I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Nicholas Cage and Pedro Pascal have the best chemistry on screen since Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe in The Nice Guys. Wow, the and nice it's guy got so and it's got a bit of a vibe of that as well. Like it's generally okay. generally funny. Um, and if you're a fan of like Cage and his his filmography, there's loads of little tidbits um, throughout. But yeah, genuinely a nice, enjoyable, fun time. Um, and it kind of mixes a lot of genres in. You know, there's comedy, there's kind of like action. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely one to one to check out. Um, I I really really did enjoy it. It was funny. Cool. I mean, yeah, oh, nice, Pascal nice, nice, do no nice guys. I mean. Yeah, I don't know watch it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Nice guys is probably as good a comparison as you can get. I think mm. the moments when it's just Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal on screen are the best because you kind of just you it's like a it's sort of like a bromance slash buddy movie. Um but it's, when when other things are taking place it's probably not as enjoyable, but I feel like yeah. I would easily take like two uh, it rem- it reminded me as well a bit of like the trip, you know, when it's just two guys yeah. just Two guys just shooting the shit, but two guys nice two, two guys having a nice time with in a nice setting, you know, it's set in um Majorca? Yeah, yeah, set in Majorca. So a lovely holiday, just having a life, so it's, making a new friend on holiday and having a great time in <laughs> Exactly like that. Uh yeah, so I definitely would recommend that. Um and the only other thing I saw this week was Shadow of the Vampire, the um meta horror about the making of Nosferatu. Um with Willem Dafoe as Max mm. Schreck, uh, John Markovich as well. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, Eddie Izzard, it's just like an amazing, amazing cast. Um, and it just sort of shows that Dafoe needs the lead role in Robert Eggers's Nosferatu because he is just the perfect fit. Yeah. Surprisingly funny as well, that film. It's kind of like a bit of a dark comedy, but still. What's it called? Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire, yeah. So it's from like okay. two thousand. Um, yeah, it's got it's like a me- it's like a meta horror. So it's like the <clears throat> it's about the making of Nosferatu, but it's trying to say that John Markovich made a pact with an actual vampire to play uh, okay. Nosferatu, and Max Shrek awesome. isn't yeah. isn't an actor; he's an actual vampire. Um, so yeah, it's about the making of the film, but also there's this other storyline that goes alongside it, which is 
okay. he's a real vampire. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I watched Predators, which is the so I've been in an alien and predatory mood recently for some reason. Uh, I think that the Prey trailer as well really uh, got me hyped up for Predator. More Predator time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and they're all on Disney Plus as well, so why not stick them on? Predators was uh, made after the Alien vs. Predator movies, um, and I think it's a it's a late the late the last Predator film we've got right. It's produced by Robert Rodriguez. Can't remember the director's name, and I think it's probably the second best Predator film. And I liked oh. Predator Two. I've got a lot of time for Predator Two, but this one does feel like a more solid film. Uh, like it's a cool idea. Like I don't know if you've seen it before, uh, but yeah. the idea is uh, we t- they take predator-style humans, so serial killers and and army people, and shove them onto like a, a giant planet that's just one big game reserve. They just Fortnite or, them into a thing, don't they? They literally, right, it literally is Fortnite at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, the parachute in. Yeah, um, so it's it's good, and it, the only thing is, like you said, Ben, last week, I think you hit the nail on the head. You see, you see far too much Predator. Like you, Predator's really good when you don't see him, and he's kind of a mysterious, cloaked presence somewhere in the woods um, that's going to come and get you. Which makes me think that so this this Prey movie is made by David Bruckner. He did the Ritual, and I think some of the woods elements to that, when you're like looking into the woods and like the camera's slowly zooming in, and you like looking around <laughs> to see if you can spot something. I think if you bring some of that to the Prey movie, it's going to be really good. Um, but it's a good film. I tell you what, there's a really good section where a samurai has like an old school. Oh yeah. Um, oh, the name's the I can't think of his name, the director's name now. Uh, like a Kurosawa style um, samurai showdown thing with a predator. I do think predators they look pretty goofy when you see them. In yeah, full, and there's also in, in the predators they go, you know predators. Yeah, what if I had a dog? Yeah, <laughs> and you go, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A dog, mate. <laughs> and there's like a new, there's a bigger predator, like one which with in like a really long face. Oh yeah, um, really sad oh, one. Forgot <laughs> also why the long face. Can't <laughs> predator and it can't get anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's trying to hunt Gage, but he's too fast. <laughs> uh, I won't spoil it as well. But how did you feel about the Topher Grace reveal? I guess that's oh, kind of cool. I mean, it's fine. I like yeah. Topher Grace as well. I mean, I, I feel like because I watched this, I grew up watching that 70s show. Um, yeah, I feel like he deserves better from the world of movies. Yeah. I think after Eddie Brock, he kind of, yeah, after he got after he was a Venom. And let's face it, Topher Grace is, I agree, I think he's a very good actor. He's not <laughs> the right choice for Venom, he never was because. I feel like you needed an older, bigger guy to do it, but um, yeah, but yeah, like I think he has been done dirty because actually, he's very capable. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I mean, you said you said it was charming guy. You said it was the latest Predator film. That means you've completely forgotten the Predator. How could you? Oh God, I think I repressed (laughs) that memory. (laughs) What happens at the end? What actually happens at the end? Because I remember it being bad, but I can't remember what it was. So What's... there's there's like um, more predator aliens have come in, and there's like a Iron Man style suit that looks like a predator but made of metal that has jetpacks yeah. and more of those shoulder laser cannon things. 
Yeah. And they're like, don't worry, we'll be ready for them. And I think the little kid gets in the predator suit or something. <laughs> it's so bad. His like, dad, his dad is like, that's that's mine. That is like Star Kid. Do you remember that film from the nineties? Yeah. It is yeah. Star Kid. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. But uh, Predators is all right. It's yeah. I'd say, I'd say it's on par with Predator Two, just personally. Also, because you kind of look at Adrian Brody and you think, nah, surely not. But he's perfectly fine as the. You would never think of him as an action star, but actually, he's um. Mm. Super fit and capable in that as well. Do you remember that film, The Jacket, of Alien Brody, where oh yeah, they put him in a straight jacket and then a uh, they drug him and put him in a closet, and then he wake yeah. he it's like wakes up in a different time or something. I can't wakes remember. up and he's in King Kong now. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very butterfly effect. But yeah, that's it for me. Um, rounding out then, um, something old, something new, uh, neither. Great, I'm afraid. Um, I saw Ben's favourite movie to have a fight with the director with, Doom Annihilation. Um, I saw I saw that. I think you're a little bit too mean on it, Ben. It was bad. But, um, <laughs> <I say that. laughs> Can't believe you said those things about it. Ben. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't wouldn't pick on the director about it. Certainly the number of demons was, yeah, like I think they did the best they could with <laughs> no budget for effects and actors. Um, but I did like, you know, some of the little... The little <laughs> no fun. budget for effects and actors. <laughs> yeah. Imagine making a film like Doom and going, I haven't got much budget for effects or actors. Oh, fucking hell, just... Yeah. Um, but I liked go. that one of the people they found was called BJ Blaskovitz. That was very fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. BJ Blaskovich um, is in it. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's related to the Doom Man. Um, and what? they find they find his dead body. Um Doom so yeah, I liked I liked that bit. Um, but otherwise it is very rubbery and a bit Stargate SG one. Um and and then it just it, it just looks like happens. it it looks like it was shot at a laser quest in Bolton. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, can't, you can't argue. He's coming for the director again. That Ben, Bully Harrington. <laughs> I, did, I didn't tag the director when I slated his film. He shouldn't have been looking for hashtags based on his film, all right? That is just, he's a narcissist, okay? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, so that was that. Um, yeah, it, it, it wasn't good. Um, and then I watched new movie. I love a shark movie. And I watched um, new release, Shark Bait. Um, it's about some spoilers for shark bait, some rotten, no good kids on spring break, steal some jet skis and then get, <laughs> then get fucked up out in the water. And then a shark gets quite a lot of them. Um, and oh. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for being cynical about the youth of today. I'm 39 years old. No, I'm not 38 years old until next week. I'm almost 39 years old. <laughs> Um, so I'm happy to be cynical about the youth of today, but I don't think real teenagers are this much arsehole. I don't think they are. I, they, they are irredeemably the worst people in this one. Like straight away, like, oh, in many ways, I'm sad that you didn't just get finished off in the jet ski accident because they're all terrible. Um, and I feel oh, like you can, have, you, can have, you can have characters in a film like this that you... You know, it's kind of fun. Like in a slasher movie, you get your archetypes and you get, oh, you're going to be gone or 
you know there's a kind of a you're a problematic person so you know you're going to be done and the things that I put like actually all of you apart from one is almost entirely irredeemable from the very very beginning and it's like I could use a little something to like you know you could you could be a jet ski stealer as one thing but you don't also have to have a drink problem and be cheating on your girlfriend with a best mate and be a little bit pushy and violent as well like you could just have one of those things and it'd be fine um where's it where's this where's this streaming um it's on i forget now um i think you just buy it on like i think it's like youtube like rentals like i forget yeah yeah um sorry sorry come up and i was like oh i get a uh get a bit of shark bait on um, I swear, I swear, shark bait. There was like a, do you remember the period of time when an animated film would come out and then a slightly cheaper NAFA version would come? Shark out Shark bait well? is the is is also a cheap animated film. You're uh, but but you're probably thinking of Shark Tale, right? Which is the yeah. Well, there was Shark Tale, but then I swear there was oh, like yeah. a diff- oh, there, there is, is a also one a shark bait. bait. Freddie Prince Junior. Rob Schneider and Evan Rachel Wood. It looks yeah absolutely awful by the <laughs> by the animation. Uh, and then that film style. goes, okay. what? What do you want about? Shark Tale? No, we haven't ripped you off. What are you talking about? This is a completely original idea, okay? There you go. While you were saying that, can confirm YouTube or Google Play. Okay. But um, okay. I would wait for it to be on a service that you already pay for individually. It's fine. Get it on Blu-ray. You want, you want to see some sharks eating some people? That's fine. That, that's the thing that will happen. Um, but they're, they're, they're bad people and they... Not to cast aspersions on the character, but they all deserve it, every single one of them. Hmm. But yeah, there we go. Other than that, the film of the week, a few weeks ago. Dashcam. <clears throat> yes, yes, indeed. Dashcam. So, Dashcam is a 2021 computer screen horror film directed by Rob Savage and written by Gemma Hurley, uh, Rob Savage and Jed Shepard. Uh, the film stars Annie Hardy and is produced by Jason Blum for his Blumhouse Productions banner. Two friends embark on a horror-fueled road trip and live stream the most terrifying night of their lives. Hmm. Well, so yeah. in terms of reviews, so just for context, I think Host was pretty much universally praised, uh, which is Rob Savage's previous film. Uh, this Didn't film... it end up as like number one on a few? horror lists of like the actual scariest films and i think like it was on rotten tomatoes as like the highest um the most well-reviewed horror for a little while yeah it did really well uh whereas this one this is the the sophomore effort is that right sophomore it's like your second second thing um so rotten tomatoes has it the critics at 48 percent and the audience is at 33 letterbox is at 4.8 out of 10 and sorry letterbox is at 2.6 out of 5 um, the reviews kind of say exactly what people's main issue is with it. Uh, J.W. Griebel mm. said, holy shit, I did it. I found the worst character in any movie ever. I hated every fucking moment of the 33 minutes I lasted into this absolute dog shit film. Half a star, which is kind of a pretty lame review if you only still 33 minutes of it. I don't think you've even got into yeah, any of the... That's not credible. Yeah. I think yeah. that you're allowed if you didn't watch all of it. Yeah. No. Uh, whereas Box Office O-Dom, or Box Office O-Dom, said, best fan footage I've seen. Sure, Annie is annoying as hell, but this movie doesn't give you as a second to fucking breathe. One thing after another, after another, pure anxiety, pure chaos, and just plain freaky. 
they gave it five stars. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it depends on what kind of thing you're into, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, this is definitely for a certain type of, of horror fan. Um, yeah. Very curious to know what you guys Polar- thought about it. Polarizing is the word, right? But there's an, there's an angle to this as well, because I feel that the polarization comes from your reaction to the main character more than it would necessarily the quality of the film. I feel that the reception to the character is coloring how people, some people at least, feel about this movie. I just thought she was really funny. I can understand why uh, people didn't like her uh, because she had a very uh, strong political opinion and she wasn't afraid of kind of forcing that onto other people. But I just thought it was supposed to be ridiculous. Like it was supposed to be an exaggerated version of that. And I just found it quite almost satirical, maybe not all the way satirical, but on that path to being that way. Um, And she just, I don't know, just the rapping, which was a, a massive element of this film, yeah. Like this constant like rapping and rhyming and, and like tenacious D levels of humor in the raps where it's just all penis and parts <laughs> and yeah. thumbs and stuff. And I and I, even when she gets like a good line in, you can see she gets excited and starts laughing at her own joke. I yeah. think stuff like that is really, really good. I don't know. I I thought she was actually really fun to watch myself. But I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should have turned it off at 33 minutes. Maybe after 33 minutes, you'd be like, well, I personally wouldn't get on with this person. So, And I think this is the thing. We were talking just then about me saying kids deserve to be eaten by sharks. She has a little bit more nuance to it than that. But again, I think in a different movie, this is a character trope that you lean into as, hey, this is the thing in terms of culture wars or society that we lean into, that this is a person that you want to see gotten rid of and she's the main character so you're going to follow her through this whether you are on board with her opinions or not and we live in a very polarized world right now and these some of the topics because the time it's been made in are things that people are sensitive about maybe more so than any number of things right you know there's there's political angles that she has there are vaccine and covid things so let's face it like more so than almost any issue in the world covid is a thing that has fucked everyone quite severely for the last few years and people are super sensitive about it because everyone's had terrible Mm. experiences with it so i think it for a filmmaker to put in this character that's going to hit a lot of people's buttons it is for me a really interesting move and i think that um if I look at other things that hit onto cultural wars, like we talked about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre the other a few weeks back now. And I think that quite cynically did it to play both sides of culture wars against each other um, very deliberately. Whereas I think this did it in a far more intelligent, artistic way to bring conversation to it. Yeah. Sometimes you need that strong opinion presented in some way to, d- to decide if you agree with it or, or if you completely disagree with it. Like, I, and also just having a character that you just generally don't like, I think it helps that she is, is funny, but mm. I quite like seeing characters I don't like, especially if they, they are quite opposite to me. There's something quite interesting. It's like watching a nature documentary. 
It's just like I've, an interesting. What, what is this? I feel it. I feel it like completely. First of all, I think this is Annie Hardy's first like film role, um, mm. like uh, um, feature length film role. So of course that's pretty amazing. The fact that the whole film essentially hinges on her performance, which I think is great. Um, you know, it reminds me a bit of. There are people that I hate on like TikTok, right? Just some some personalities on TikTok that I genuinely hate. But if I saw they're alive, I'll watch it because I know for a fact I'm going to be entertained. Whether it's like they're going to say something that's completely like, oh, my God, I hate you. Or, or, oh, my God. But I'm more entertained by that than I am by, you know, kind of just watching someone go about. Like if this was just a likable character experience and all these things, sure, it would be probably still be a good film. But the fact is her. And you're right. It, it was funny. It doesn't necessarily mean I agree with agree with anything she stands for in any way. But at the same time, I was amused. I was kind of like shaking my head in disbelief at some of the things she was doing and saying. And it, it evoked a much more like extreme response from me than it would just any old person just experiencing these things. And I think that for me made the film work as well mm. as it did. Yeah, uh, I How mean, think, Lucy. Yeah, I mean, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Um, it's one of my big pet peeves with films, actually, when people are like, I didn't like the protagonist, therefore it's a shit film. I'm like, that's not a proper argument, in my opinion. And I'm, I might get blasted for that, I'm sorry. But, you know, I think it's... But this does it well, because in the nature of sort of, you know, Twitch streamers and TikTok and constant going live, there are, obnox- there are sorry, obnoxious personalities that we're not going to gel with. And we're going to hate watch them. And we're gonna like, you know, be like, oh, they've done it again. And like, you know, like Piers Morgan, oh, Piers Morgan said that stupid thing again. It's it's reality, unfortunately. So I think by using Annie and by putting her through all this shit, and then, you know, we, we were watching the sort of the comments, which were great, by the way. I want to mm-hmm. talk about the comments at some point. Um, and then every time something kicked off, the, the, um, the views just spiked. And that's exactly what would happen. Because even if you don't like the character, you'd be like, "Oh, look, look, look! She's getting, she's getting fucked up. Let's watch it." It's, it's just true. It's true. You would do that, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Because it's so unbelievable, and it's like, "Oh, you know that that obnoxious band car person? Look, look what's happening!" It, it, it would happen. Yeah. So I just don't yeah. think it would have the same impact if it was just a, a standard, likable, as you know, like Jack Scepter guy or something like that. You know, I just, it wouldn't work if it was a, a liked streamer. But it's somebody who has controversial opinions, as anti-mask, has stolen a car, has yeah, yeah. everybody's. She's <laughs> landed in England and she's ruined everybody's lives. Slaps a guy while he's sleeping with a spare oh. hand. <laughs> she just oh my god! Does stupid things, and it's just interesting <laughs> to see this happen to her. So mm. yes, I hated her, but I thought she was hilarious because she was so ridiculous, and I was laughing at her, not with her. So. You know, I just I think if it was a likable character, it wouldn't have worked. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. It's a key part of the film, and I think you've touched. You talk about the waking up the other character stretch when she slaps him and so on as well. For a film which, at its heart, you could say it was a you know just a crazy scare fest going through those things. But actually, from a character beats perspective as well, I think they touch on something that is. <clears throat> something that we all find now as well especially having not seen people for a few years as well like the relationship and the dynamic between annie and and stretch who obviously they had a very you know she clearly cares about him a lot she loves him and she has all these fond memories of how they were when they're in a band together in the past and i think you see this 
play out really well in the characters that she gets back and she thinks everything is going to be the same. And he has moved on and changed, whereas she is still Annie as she was before. And I think you see that, like, uh, you know, when, you, when you're growing up and you get older and you have friends who you used to have a crazy time with, and you do see them years later and one or both of you have changed. And I think it's the most jarring when one of you is different and the other is still the same. And I think it's, it, it's a really good character beat and the relationship between them, because again, he still does care about her an awful lot. He doesn't just say, well, you don't believe in these things I believe in anymore, or I've changed, so we're not friends anymore. He finds her infuriating, but he does care about her because he comes and finds her several times throughout this movie, and he has opportunities to walk away, but he carries on, come back in there. It's it's a really, really interesting dynamic, and <clears throat> I think it's easy to overlook that type of thing for the face of it saying this is a horror film and this is what it's representing. There's some really nice character work in this. Yeah, I and mean, Stretch is a brilliant character. He's probably my favourite. And, you know, I think what happens to him later on, I was like, man, <laughs> I just got quite upset. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the other aspect that I think people are going to be really put off by is the fact that it's found footage film to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it takes all of the. Uh, found footage elements that people that are polarizing and dials them up to 100 it reminds me so the vhs franchise i personally love i love the kind of dirty found footage element and i think this i imagine rob and, and jed and that probably watched um have you seen the safe haven segment of vhs2 which is a similar kind of vibe it's like it just keeps pivoting and getting crazier and crazier and escalating and es- escalating to the point where it's like, I, this is just insane. I feel like it's, this is like a longer version of that in the best in the best way. Um, I really enjoyed that found footage chaos aspect of it. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there were some really clever technical bits as well. Like I think the way, the way they, they utilize things like lights and things like characters moving and things like obviously dropping the camera and then it rebooting was a clever way to build up the tension as well. But I enjoyed that bit. Um, and I, I did love the fact it was just so junky and weird and a bit creepy. I mean, it got it got me kind of on edge quite a few times, which I really, I mean, I wanted it to do that. I hoped it would, because sometimes found footage can be quite a slow build and then it kind of goes insane. Whereas we do have a slower, like kind of first act, but then the second act onwards, it's just constant insanity. <laughs> yeah, it goes insane and then goes... Well, we weren't, we weren't seeing this coming. It's even more insane now. And then at the end, older. even more insane. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked it personally. Like I'm, I have a weird relationship with found footage. Like there are certain ones where I'm like, Neh. but I thought it, it did it well, and it, it just, yeah. I mean, it was built for the big screen, really. I mean, whereas host was meant to be on your laptop, this is best on a bigger scale, just to kind of mm. see the, the sheer chaos of it all. And the comments, yeah. like I said, is just excellent stuff. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in terms of uh, cast, obviously we've got Annie Hardy um, as Annie, who uh, Ben, you were saying before, uh, she's on from a band called Giant Drag. Apparently yeah, so she's in a band a called band. Giant Drag, and they've always had that sort of like dark, almost sexual <laughs> humor in a lot of their song titles. Like, I remember, there's definitely a song called "You Fuck Like My Dad," if I remember right. Oh, <laughs> or you fuck? <laughs> or you? Fu- <laughs> I'm pretty sure I might got that completely wrong, but. <laughs> 
Uh, it's either you felt like my dad, or you felt like your dad. One of those. Um, if anyone's a Deftones fan, she also did the guest vocals on the song Pink Cell Phone, which is just like a sort of spoken word thing. I was kind of, I, I've always remembered her from that. Um, but yeah, I was I was surprised to see her. Initially, I was like, is that her? And then then event and then Stretch had like a T-shirt with Giant Drag on it. And I was like, right, okay. So they're sort of dialing into that as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's it's really cool. And I think she's she's got this presence about her that is just it's difficult to kind of like look away from yeah. at any point you kind of want to know what she's saying um and yeah her sense of humor was was sort of there throughout and you know if that's your sense of humor then great but it definitely made me laugh anyway yeah i also got um a few other people angela enaharo plays angela um mostly silent for the entire film i think and then mm-hmm. Ama Chatter Patel as Stretch, who I thought was great. I don't recognize him from anything. Maybe this is an early role for him, but he's mm. pretty spot on throughout. Um, I noticed uh, a couple of people from Hosts, uh, yeah. Salem Baxter, I think was like the takeaway. She was like the um, uh, the seance yeah, person. Yeah, she was a seance. Yes. Yeah. 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 I know she's a takeaway person. It'd be weird if she was the takeaway person who who delivered the takeaway to the movie and host. If you remember that bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, cinematic yeah. Universe. <laughs> and then cinematic. Uh, uh, Gemma Moore uh, yeah. from Host as well. She was in there. She was the girlfriend. And just reading um, here as well, just reading the cast, this Caroline Ward played The Bride. I think she was from Host as well, right? Oh, yeah. That was a car crash moment, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 That's a great mm. thing to scare that bit as well. I just remember that. Yeah. yeah, I just remember <laughs> yeah, earlier today was, 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 was the guy screaming. Yeah. yeah. It was um, definitely one of those films where I was like, oh, wow, I wonder how they did that, Um, which yeah. I think is always good when you're watching a fan footage movie. It kind of like doesn't take you out of the experience of fan footage too much, but you kind of are curious to how that was perhaps done. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of plot, um, I was, so I saw it a week or so ago, and earlier I was trying to think, wait, what is the plot? Like, what? Because there's so many disconnected things seem to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main thing is Annie is doing her band car thing in LA. Yeah. She's like rapping. She gets steals some compost from like a giant compost thing. Um, he... <laughs> so she she's supposed to use her viewers comments as lyrics is that right she kind of just like riffs off of that yeah she's just like yeah she does her like freestyle rap based on words that people throw in and she has to try and include them as she goes yeah so it's kind of like it's not just her but it's her audience as well dial into like the offensive anarchist nature of everything um when it's like 30 or so at the most, maybe even like 13, it's not a huge amount at the start. Yeah. Then just like some hardcore end. fans to begin yeah. with. Yeah. What I kind of liked as well is that when things were getting crazy, um, she lost signal a few times or complete, people completely dropped out. And it was almost like that happened when genuine supernaturally stuff was happening, wasn't it? So there'd be like no, uh, no yeah. sort of... Yeah. Like plausible um, deniability for the yeah. for the audience like it wouldn't just get to a point where someone was like like we should phone the actual police or screen grab this because this is proof of ghoulies yeah proof of ghoulies proof of uh, ghoulies hog so so she i don't know why she decided she was going to go over to london 
Um, I think so. Here it says she's tired of COVID nineteen restrictions. I mean, they're still in, still in London, and homelessness in Los Angeles. So she just books a flight to London. Are we right to think that she just goes there without telling Stretch? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Can you imagine? <laughs> I need notice for everything. You know, what I mean? yeah. the pandemic as well. This is the last person you want in your house, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. please yeah. go away. <laughs> Don't want to deal with your shit right now. She gets like a, a key from under a rock outside the front, and then she's like, "I don't know." Stretch still keeps it here. I mean, what if he didn't? Like, what is she gonna do? I guess knock on knock the door. Knock on the door, yeah. Knock on the door, and someone else lived yeah. there. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. So she goes inside, and she gives him the, like the slap. Just spits on a hand and slaps him in the face. Yeah. And Jesus that like, like pure chaos. The first bit of chaos when Stretch <laughs> wakes up. And he's like punching at the air, I think a lamp goes flying across the room or something. Yeah, yeah. like it throws the lamp across. Because you would, wouldn't you? If you were fast asleep and you wake up with someone who you didn't expect in your house slapping you in the face oh. to be awake, kill him. I think I just have a heart attack. I just yes. quietly pass away. Sometimes, like, um, Dennis is like asleep on me. That's my dog, not my boyfriend. Uh, sometimes he's asleep on me and he'll like bark and, and I'll be like sort of dozing off as well. And I literally like. F- <laughs> Leap oh, up Dennis goes of... flying. He goes flying, yeah. yeah I can't imagine like getting slapped awake. That's horrible. Get me it, it all takes, the time. takes like 10 minutes. 10 minutes yeah. for my heart to slow down after that. I remember once someone woke me up by flicking my nose, and it was the second worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> the second worst thing. <laughs> there there was thing... A... <laughs> it's the goose from a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it caught up to me. Um <laughs> So we're introduced to uh, Stretch's current life and his current girlfriend or fiance, uh, Gemma. They have, um, I think they're all organic. I don't think they're vegans potentially. Uh, Stretch also works as like a delivery driver. Uh, there's one bit, I think, something like Gemma have like a, a kind of milk that, or like, uh, and he wants some eggs or something. She's, she wants something in, in the fridge. They don't have it or... Yeah, I forget now, but there is like she's like pouring over the stuff that's in the fridge, like what the fuck is all this? And it is like yeah, lacto-free or like you know, vegan or something along those lines. Someone in the she office like... the other day tried to give me some uh milk from the fridge and he said, Watch out, it's organic. And I was like, it's still like pure, like normal milk. And she's like, Yeah, but organic. <laughs> what, watch like, out, it's organic. <laughs> Too good for you, mate. Too good for you. It'll make all your insides all get confused. <laughs> I mean, what do you prefer non-organic milk? Yeah, I only like GME. Like, yeah. um... <laughs> does it? So Annie is essentially like the worst sort of house guest as well. Imagine like someone turning up, but then constantly like live streaming while they were there, looking yeah. for your fridge. Like, get out! Like, honestly, no. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, and she's a bit rude to to Gemma as well, isn't she? Because oh yeah, oh, that's right. Because Gemma says sanitize your hands, and she's just a bit like, oh, yeah, you'll have to. Yeah, like she's overzealous with the sanitizer. I think I can see why. If someone like Annie mm. kind of rocks up, she hasn't wore her MAGA hat yet, has she? I think she had it on at the beginning. She had I it on at the just when when she was in LA. I think that's the only time I saw that. On the air, yeah. maybe at the airport when she was getting on because she then she had a mask on because obviously she had to wear a mask to get on the plane. And she had a, what t-shirt? Do you remember what t-shirt she had on on the plane? No, what was it? 
I think it's just said liberals with a with a, with a cross for it, like a circle and a cross for it. No liberals, yeah. and like the no liberals, said like slave or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. <laughs> but it's almost like it's almost like it's such a a sort of caricature of of that type of person, isn't it? Which is why you know you watch this film and you go, oh, I dislike the 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 protagonist. But it's like it's such an extreme version of yeah. a person that it's almost like impossible. To act like to actually dislike her because you know that it's not coming from a place of you know when sometimes films and they've got a protagonist and it's coming from an actual place where you feel like the filmmaker is making something to actively um, put across a view a viewpoint or something yeah. that for me is more annoying than a, a character who's been written to to sort of portray this viewpoint. I think so. You say it, but this is, I think we've, we have come off like some extreme times and on both ends, like, I don't think some of these are as unrealistic as, as it, like, and I know this is a character and Annie is an extreme of this one, but there were people who you saw getting thrown out of airports because they were like, well, what if I wear this? Like this set of underwear as a mask or <laughs> that, actually happened. that yeah. actually happened, didn't That's it? Like, like some oh, guy put like, yeah a g-string or something on his face oh and then repressing me are you repressing me it's like oh no i'll wear a bloody g-string on my face you're allowed to be a fuckhead but there are consequences for it people will tell you to piss off like but the same (laughs) the the same as like the the Gemma character as well with the with the sanitizer i think that people do in the extreme circumstances that were going on in covid you do get like obsessive about things and there were people who you would see like you know that period of time when you would queue up to go into the supermarket and people would be sanitizing their hands before they use the sanitizer at the the door of the supermarket and then sanitizing again around there but they were still Mm. walking around in the supermarket like Mm. you know with those people like the this whole period you know um it's it's beginning to fade into our like more in in our short term memories now, but people were mad. Everyone went insane during that period, and like so, th- some of the extremities you see in in this movie, with hindsight, they will feel like extreme characters. But if you think back to it, people were mad. People were insane on both sides of it. Yeah, and yeah. I think this. I yeah. guess this film takes takes aim at sort of both sides, and and, yeah. and shows a sort of a cross section of extreme of extremism from from both sides, I guess, and does I guess pokes fun at it, uh, which is which is fine, you know. Um, so yeah, what happens after that? Annie and Stretch go out. Um, he accompanies she accompanies him on his delivery job. Uh, they do some rapping <laughs> yeah. in the car again. He's, he does join in. He's, he does join in. He still he's a he's a musician. He was a friend in the band, and he sings along with her for a bit, but then kind of loses it when they go in to pick up a delivery. And you know he's trying to do this job. We don't lean into it, but again, someone who maybe wasn't a delivery driver before, but is doing. I think it he does say of... that he was furloughed, doesn't he? Say, I think yeah, he's, he, he does was talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And she gets into a fight with a bar owner like a restaurant owner dude in there or well, i guess bar owner slash restaurant owner and because doesn't she doesn't he just tell her to wear a mask and she says Take it off. Yeah. i'm wearing a mask it's plenty of visibles what are these new <laughs> Do you know what I mean? just one of those jokes where you go it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Reflective of what andy was saying though isn't it like people were behaving like that unfortunately people were going mm. like getting their phones out and being like you can't stop me 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Like, free speech and that, like, it, <laughs> it is reflective of what people were doing, unfortunately. So yeah. whether we like it or not, there were idiots going around, like, filming, like, things and tweeting it and being like, you know, you can't, like, you know, make me a slave and that. And it's like, really, guys? So, yeah, that scene, I, I was happy to put that scene in because it just felt terrifyingly real, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so. but I think yeah. it also establishes, like, the way Annie treats, you know, just somebody working in a restaurant. It's just, like, not a person in authority or anything. It's just a person working in a restaurant trying to make a living. She treats yeah. someone like that. But then I guess we also see the way she treats, like, her friends, essentially, like, her closest friends. Um and it kind of just shows you that the fact that she live streams all day is because she's like yearning for that sort of human interaction um, that kind of like, I guess, confirms the way she's living her life as well and sort of approves of it. Yeah, the um, approval that she gets from because she has like this hardcore of commenters that go on through that immediately take a dislike to Stretch and his partner because, you know, they are yeah. the antithesis of what what Annie is. She is fueled really heavily by the adoration of these people that feed into the fact that she's right about these things. But you're right, like for I'd imagine ninety percent of the of people watching the film, regardless of where you are on COVID restrictions, masks, all of that other stuff, there is that part of you. Maybe even more so in this country, where I think we are awkward and worry about what people think. The idea that you would get your friend in trouble for breaking a rule, and you know the the idea that like oh this is his job and I'm I'm here and I'm doing it and my friend is asking me to stop like mm. for the majority of us you'd be like oh I'll just wait outside like if I don't you know or I just won't be here like and you want it to end 
almost as much as you want it to end when there's a demon attacking someone you give as an audience member it gives you that same level of discomfort like <laughs> i just want this I just want i wish, the, I, I wish I a demon was up. attacking me instead of this yeah i'd know how to deal with that that's, yeah that's a good point actually yeah <laughs> yeah a bit, uh, so i think she steps oversteps a boundary uh or maybe takes steps too far when she, after she gets back to the um the flat um Gemma basically finds the MAGA hat and they have like a big argument and then she gets kicked out of the flat she's staying in and then she steals Stretcher's car yeah. which feels like just a genuine um like betrayal dick yeah dick move genuine yeah. she just takes move. his phone as well it feels like when you're watching a character who just can't start making the wrong decision like just can't start making those bad bad choices She's even going to go to the. She's going to go to his delivery pickup place, pick up the food to eat it herself. Like yeah. she's, 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 she's literally she's, fucking up so many elements of his life, and for what? That's she the thing. is the uh, like views. I think, I think <laughs> I saw someone who said uh, a review that says something about uh, the thematics of this film don't really work completely, and I, I think they're missing the point. She is Angela. Annie Hardy is the kind of the demonic, evil spewing. Uh, person who breaks everything around her, just in a in a sort of less um, uh, demonic way. way. Yeah, just in a yeah, less exactly, yeah. shit shit in herself and mind I mean, stapled to shut way. In some ways, she's worse, to be honest. Uh, but she, <laughs> <laughs> so she takes, she goes to pick up uh, the takeaway. The takeaway menu, uh, the takeaway place appears to be closed. She goes inside anyway and starts eating the pickled eggs. Probably, oh, they don't yeah. look like particularly they, good pickled eggs. No, they they, they dare her to like. A, I don't think she was yeah, going to. Like, like, chat, like if you cash up me this amount of money, I will eat this egg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the COVID egg she calls them right. <laughs> <laughs> COVID egg. That's what she calls me a COVID egg. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Your absolute COVID egg. And then um, uh, Salem turns up and he says, "Are you sorry? The place is closed. I don't know why you got that thing. Oh, she's tried. To, they're supposed to cancel the order, aren't they?" Uh, but she didn't mm. do it because she's got this lady, Angela, and she needs her to go somewhere or be taken somewhere else. This address, I can't remember what the address is, 123 House Street. Bake Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think she said it's like flat out refuses at first, but it is weird. It's creepy. This Angela says she doesn't look possessed yeah. at this point. She just seems... Not completely Unwell. there. Poorly. Unwell. Poorly. Yeah. She looks right poorly. poorly. And you think, yeah. I think your immediate reaction as a normal person not expecting demons would be, is this some horrible human trafficking thing? I think she says that, doesn't she? Yeah. Maybe she, she doesn't remember. Yeah. And yeah, um, Annie's not the kind of character to keep anything to herself. So whatever thought pops into her head, she immediately kind of like spews it out of her mouth. So I think she does say something about human yeah. trafficking, doesn't she? I think uh, I'd just be like, this is a like really unwell old lady being like palmed off onto me. Is she because got, yeah, yeah. Wait, where does she think she's taking her to a hospital or, or something? Just give her an address that these people can look after her. Our usual taxi driver has let us down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think she offers the money. She like yeah, a big, she offers like, the payer in cash, cash, right? And yeah, we know that Annie needs cash. I didn't pick up that she was apparently homeless but maybe that's it maybe she was squatting or what have you so maybe she'd got nowhere to be so obviously the idea of having cash is very useful yeah <clears throat> um so she takes her in the car starts to drive her i think immediately she shits herself 
Yeah. And I think at that point, we're like, oh. Which one? Uh, Angela. <laughs> I think at this point, we're immediately thinking, especially when we see this ship. Oh, it's a disgusting film really isn't it I, mean, I know yeah I think at that point we're like okay this is the kind of level we're in for lots of like piss and shit and stuff um, I think even Annie slips in some piss like literally minutes later oh god it's it's terrible because they'd already had like she has a right the only word for it she has a right kerfuffle getting her in the car in the first place like when she opens the door she like falls back out or like just to get <laughs> yeah. her out of the car she's like, oh, no. and you've been there sometimes it's like herding cats and things that like you're trying to get these things to work and it just doesn't do it i have two dogs and sometimes trying to get get them in the car or like out for a walk is terrible like one's you get one of the other ones run back upstairs and it's like no and it's like that she's trying to get her in this car and then as soon as she's got her in she's like right sit down and then she immediately starts shitting herself and it's like <laughs> I think she's rapping and then halfway through the rap she mentions a smell and yeah. it's like wait what is that smell and then she finds out that Angela shit herself um, should they like pull up in not like a lay by but like there's like a weird little restaurant yeah. but is, this, is this the place that she's meant to be because there are people no. there no, oh unless they circle so. back around uh, I know where she ends up later on from that's where oh uh, yeah yeah Place, but it's uh, like closed. Yeah, no, there is a guy there, isn't there? And they say, "Oh, sorry, yes, because because he he makes a joke about the QR code, and then just like, oh, oh yeah, the QR code, then you can't come about that. That's right, yeah. There is a guy in there. That's right. Yeah. And then when she's when she's cleaning Angela's, when she notices she's got an Ariana Grande tattoo, yeah, on, on her stomach, which you know, <laughs> I mean, initially when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> where where are they going with this? Ariana yeah. Grande. Um, um, I can't remember. I mean, it, this is this is where the chaos starts to, uh, like, you know, yeah. bubble up. Um, there's some piss on the floor. I think... to remember, like, something happens in the toilet cubicle and Annie kind of tries to run away and she slips right in the piss. I think maybe Angela's mum turns up at this point as well, but we don't know it's her mum yet. Well, we definitely don't know her mum at this point. It this just looks it. like uh, well, a much younger woman scenario. Yeah. Uh, so, so how does how does this happen? Did she start shooting at this point, or is she just fighty? They just yeah, they just someone just gets tossed around the room. It's really a chaotic moment where there are like these three parties. There's Angela, this woman that comes in and sort of is throwing people and attacking them. Does the guy that was in there get thrown? Mm. So I've, I've lost some of the details. Yeah. And I think Annie, maybe this doesn't happen, I can't remember, but I think Annie gets back in the car and drives away and Angela's back in the car with her. Yeah, Does Angela's back in the car right? with her. Does she wazz a tin of tango at someone's head? <laughs> wazz is a tin of tango. Is it a tin of tango as well? It is a, it's a British drink, as far as I recall. Like a nice, you, uh, a nice orange tango, a nice seven. Can up. you, can you name another film where a can of fizzy pop is used as a weapon? Uh, Hoffers. Um, probably. Twenty-eight days later. <laughs> twenty-eight days later. Twenty-eight days later is that I'm thinking of a carrier bag full of like tangos. Tango. Wazzed up. Is it a priest? He drinks all the tangos and then what's the name? The woman is furious. He goes, you got any tangos left? He goes, oh no, gone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good weapon. It's a solid weapon. Yeah. In a pinch, you throw a can of tango at someone's head, you take him right out. 
Um, yeah, so like somehow she ends up back in the car. I don't know how. <laughs> and um, it's just she is just in there, though, isn't there? She is just magically in there. I think I think Angela's magically in there. She keeps getting back in as well. So now, um, Stretch appears. He's trapped because of this entire uh, time, Annie has been live streaming. Um, I don't think he's been doing any raps, but she's just been keeping the stream going. That's how he's found her. He's he knocks on the window, doesn't he? How did you find me? Yeah. Many shores, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you idiot. Here's how I found you. But also, I, I kind of feel like her audience aren't the type of people to, too alert the authorities either, are they? They're kind of like the people who just, they're enjoying the carnage. Um, yeah. Along it feels, for the ride. It feels like a lot of them are in the US as well, right? Yeah. So... Again, naturally, phoning the police in another country would be there is a there is not impossible, but there is a barrier of separation between it as well. Yeah, I, I, there's like a, lots of arguments between stretching any. I cannot. Be, I mean, it's difficult to kind of explain to people what's happening here because there is a level of manic, um, skitsy kind of chaotic camera motions the conversations are all chaotic it's it's basically a hundred miles per hour from this point out and it only gets faster uh but i seem to remember they stop and then angela runs into the woods and the runs off right and again you talk about how fast it goes but again as a viewer you have this going on and you have the live stream of comments coming up now lucy i know you wanted to mention this maybe now's the time Yes, um, the comments are brilliant. I just think it really kind of keeps the humour and the pace going. Um, and a lot of the time they were spotting things before I did. So I would say a comment being like, Annie, look behind you. And I'd be like, oh, fucking hell. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they were so clever the way they kind of kept up the pace. Um, and actually, my, my partner and I went to see it and he was really invested in the comments more than anything, I think. And he said that if he worked on the film, he would have loved to be in the comments just so he could be an absolute incel and an absolute bastard, just to have an excuse to do it and just write some <laughs> horrific shit. Because they were. Like, when Annie got in the car, they were writing things like tits now and stuff like that, you know, like, just stupid stuff. So it really, when it's... everything was kicking off, right? Like, they just had stupid comments going on, and I just thought it was brilliant. Um, so not only are they funny, but they're also kind of keeping us on track, I guess. Like, it's just, yeah. it never, I've never really seen this done before. I just thought they were hilarious. Basically, yeah. what you've done here is you've introduced the Greek chorus to <laughs> to film instead of like you know in in like a in like a theatre point of view. It's it's great to see it, and again, like mm-hmm. so many other things as well. Like you mentioned, the comments like tits now and so on as well. <laughs> Pain, painfully, painfully accurate to real life. I think we mentioned yeah. the other week when Ben was talking about the the PlayStation um, reveal of their like then their last like live event as well i can't watch them live because i find the comments so insufferable wenger yeah. out he's not in arsenal anymore stop it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's i don't know who worked on the comments but I, I mean, they would have been in the credits somewhere but like what a job to just sit there and come up oh, with all yeah. stupid things like you know they were saying like can annie rap and things like that and like you know yeah. Show us Annie or whatever, and like how she shit herself, and like just just weird things. <laughs> to be fair, I can't watch films now without the live stream comments on on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually smart as well. So when the because I think they knew there was stuff happening in this film that p- people are going to be like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." But you can. It's like a stand-up comedian who's able to read the room and is able to kind of frame what's happening a little bit. 
in the comments and um, uh, kind of disarm some of the uh, criticisms as you're watching it. Uh, you're, you're lampshading a lot of that stuff by the comments that you get on there because you as filmmakers yeah. go, yeah, I know. I, I know this is a thing and I know you've noticed that and I have noticed it as well, so I put it in there. Can you yeah. imagine in the future when this comes out on uh, um, on home media, can you imagine watching this and having the comments and you put the director's commentary on? Lose your mind. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, um, the director's commentary comes on the right-hand side of the screen in little messages as it's playing. That'd be great. I'd actually do yeah. that. I'd, I'd watch that. That'd be great. Yeah. I did read um, somewhere as well that they occasionally like the comments were putting in like little bitly links and stuff like that. So you, they do link to yeah. random places like screenshots and behind the scenes and stuff and that. So oh, right. it, that's awesome. Obviously, well, that's gonna be cool. you couldn't do that in the cinema, but when you, when you get it on streaming or whatever, people can actually sit and do it, which is a nice so good way. Trying to click at the screen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to type it, but, like if, if you wanted to do it, you could. So. Yeah. Easter eggs, isn't it? Yeah, I just, yeah. I just I love little kind of weird little bits of trivia and Easter eggs and stuff. So I just think, yeah, mm. <laughs> really, really clever. But narrative-wise, the people in the comments are, by and large, not fans of our mate Stretch. No, no, no. they're not. The Angela's Angela's people through and through, aren't they? Really. <laughs> um, so at this point, we find Annie is lost. For some reason, the camera is on the floor and uh, Stretch has picked it up and has ran into the woods to try and follow Angela or Annie. Have they had a row and Annie has Annie has stormed off and Angela has run into the woods and she won't go after her, so Stretch does? Is that what happens? I don't know, because Annie doesn't strike me as the person who would, who would storm off. I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe Annie chased Angela into the woods, potentially. Maybe. Not too sure. But he Stretch finds Angela in a tree, um, and I think he tries to climb up, but slips off. <sighs> yeah, and then he's just on the floor for a bit. And do, we, do we see much of Angela? Do we see much? Is this what the first time we see much of Angela's like supernatural floating abilities? powers? Floating yeah. stuff. Time she floats. Yeah, when the camera's on the floor, you sort of see her. Yeah, and is this one of the times that the feed has been lost, so the audience won't have seen this? It's cool, yeah. isn't it? Every time she does, like Ben mentioned, every time something supernatural happens or when Angela's close to the camera, like we can hear the staticky feedback and it's like the, the internet connection drops from, the, from I think, the camera. I think this is because as established in the film Pulse, the internet and ghosts come from the same dimension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can solve it by if you have a... a if you're on the same phone network, that will happen, sure. But if she was, on, if if Angela was on EE, and uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, if he was on three, then Kevin then Bacon was... wouldn't let wouldn't allow that shit to happen. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Kevin Bacon would have absolutely none of that. No. Yeah. yeah, he has none of it. But um, yeah. So Stretch has been gone, and you know that someone has taken quite a tumble when they fall over so hard that a shoe comes off. If you ever see someone walking down the road and they've lost a shoe, you're like. You've been fucked up, mate. You've absolutely <laughs> you have stacked yeah. it. If you fall over hard enough to lose a shoe. I don't understand or... how that can happen. Surely your shoelaces are designed to stop that very thing from happening. Oh, I don't know. I've seen people after fights and they've lost a shoe somehow. It is yeah, things can get rough, but you know you know it's been going bad if you've been smashed yeah. out of your shoes. You've been smashed out of your shoes. 
Yeah, that's well, uh, yeah, but, mate, we're it's humiliating. Stuff. This is a pair of converse. I have no idea how this happened physically. <laughs> that never happened. Completely it's humiliating. It's humiliating as well because then you have to do the really embarrassing bit of just putting your shoes back on. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, the, the limp of shame walking down yeah. there. Yeah, I always the imagine that, like, looking in, you know, other theme parks are available. You go to Walton Towers and you go on the Nemesis and you look down below in all that Ribena at the bottom. You see all the shoes that have fallen off. I always feel like I'm going to slip out of the Nemesis ride because we always go on the front because no one else in my friend group likes to go on like the back or the second row or anything. And I can't be the one guy who's like, no, I'm going to be in the second row actually. So I always end up on the front. And I'm, I've never, you know, the, the, the belt thing. I'm too fat for it to go to like one level, but too thin for it to go to the next level. So it's like in between. So it always feels really loose. So then when I'm like hanging over the edge, my legs are dangling like two, um, I don't know, sausages on the end of links, just hanging <laughs> over the edge. <laughs> and it's and then it's gives you like five seconds. And I felt I swear I'm gonna slip out of the thing. You think, yeah. you you think you're gonna see your Luke Condor bones down there in the Ribena oh. in the future? It's gonna it's, it's gonna catch me on the way down. <laughs> I'll fall out and it'll stop and it'll catch me on the way down. Gotcha. I mean, that's, I think no. Oblivion's Oblivion, like with the oh, Oblivion. Oblivion that's what I'm thinking of. Sorry, because yeah. Oblivion in that moment where you drop, like even though afterwards you go, oh yeah, I'll go again. But in that moment when you drop, you're like, I'm dead. <laughs> you're just like yeah. <laughs> your soul just comes out of your body and then you catch <laughs> catch you catch back up to it. <laughs> oh, all right. Thinking like, I know that very clever engineers have calculated this to within millimeters and is impossible because I am not short, but I'm also not the tallest man in the universe. But as you go towards it, what if they fucked this and I just smashed my head on the edge of this hole? Well, I mean, those same engineers <laughs> did make, did like, oh, yeah, make some woman lose their legs oh, on geez. the ride, which is like next door to that one. Yeah. On the good smiler. Roller coaster, though. <laughs> smiler is really good. It's got a really catchy song as you're walking through. Yeah, I can't remember it. I remember but, it. Uh, it's been. It's, been, it, it's an Annie it's, Hardy rap. Yeah, bits yeah. <laughs> and farts and right wing poops. Obviously, we will get onto the end, the end credits as well. But like, oh my god, yeah. genius! Yeah, genius yeah. raps when it comes to that. Uh, so yeah, right about now is is isn't it when um the mum turns up again? Well, uh, before oh, they do that, they, before we do this, poor. Poor um, Stretch has to get needle stuck because he finds Annie in a caravan, but he oh, runs yeah. towards it and gets needle stuck on the way there. And she immediately goes into it, saying, "Oh, don't worry, I'll suck the AIDS out of you." And it's just like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's horrible." There, that you would be like, "Oh fuck!" And then the comments just go off. Like as soon as something horrific happens, the most horrific thing that Annie would say, look into the comments, and there's like another ten also hor- horrifically inappropriate also. but hilarious. Can you like and again, filmmaking wise, ghosts and demons and stuff aside, can you imagine? I can't think of many things that would make you feel more terrified in a you know, apart from being physically attacked by something. Can you imagine running through a forest and stepping on like a needle that was just in the woods? You would be beside yourself and not just like guess it hurt, and you can imagine a needle being just gonna pull it out, but also you step on a needle in the middle of the forest. It would you would that, spiral yeah. into such a panic. I stood, I stood on a I stood on a horrible nail when I was like a kid. I was run I was running through I was running through like a similar sort of forest, uh, not at night, but just running through the forest. I can't remember what what I was doing. But then I had a bit of wood like attached to my foot, oh, and I was no. like, oh, but no. I kept running sort of. And as I kept running, oh, it, come off. It, would just, <laughs> it would just come off. And then I realized I was like, oh wait, no, actually, it is in my foot. Fuck. 
Um, but it did only go through like it didn't go through a meaty part. It kind of went for a skin part between my toes. So I was all right. Uh, but I did have to go and get a, 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 a extra tetanus. tetanus. Yeah, tetanus, tetanus ones tetanus, aren't yeah. so bad. Imagine if those things you can get TB from. They're the worst injections. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody badgers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the, how. It's like d- of... dilapidated caravan. Sorry, sorry, Luke. It, sorry. it gave me a little like Resident Evil 7 vibes at this sort of part. Um, yeah. Which I thought was quite interesting. What are you going to say? I, I'm just gonna, I don't know how, but they end up back in the car. Uh, and I think they're arguing. And then they see Annie in front of the car, which I think is like where the post is taken from. Yeah. Um, and I think they go out to see the car, which is. Around this point is where like another car crashes into them. Yeah, is yeah. That right. And, I don't know. And it's that was a jump scare, wasn't it? You kind of didn't see. Yeah, and it had a second cr- jump scare, like tapped onto the end of it, which is um, oh, yeah. horrendous. With the um, she holds his hand, is wasn't she? So that a guy like flies through the windscreen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she like holds his hand as if to say, like, I'm here for you while you die. It just gets worse and worse. There's no no other way yeah. to describe it. Like you think it's as bad as it's gonna get. No. Every yeah, 30 seconds like, or something. And this this layers it on. So you see a guy come through the windscreen of their car and screams in agony until he's like, you know, in like a sustained and horrible way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, a man burning up to death. Um, in in, yeah. in the car, and you're right. They the, a woman with a gun has started chasing them at this point, which is why they got back in the car and ran just, for it. Just to note, there's another even there's another add-on jump scare to that where so they they crash the car, then it sets on fire, and then as they get out and look check on the wife, the airbag yeah uh, deploys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she puts she puts her no yeah. li- she puts her, she puts her no liberals t-shirt over the. <laughs> dead body of the bride as well yeah she's a bride as well so yeah. it is like jump scare plus this is horrible and a man dies in front of you oh p.s that was their like just married on the back of their car just to make an oh, yeah. extra harrowing scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it's funny how it's like equal parts fucked up equal parts hilarious though isn't it yeah. because like the fact that yeah. You know, it's the no levels top, and like she's holding like, a guy who's burning to death and being like, "You're gonna be okay." And then like the the just married, that's not funny, but in the context of the film, it kind of is because of just how darkly, yeah. like, oh my god, it is. It's like what now? It is almost like a black comedy in, in that sense. It is. Yeah. It's the only the only way to cope with like the ridiculousness yeah. of what you're seeing on screen is just to laugh along with it because There's so much laughter. What in my else can you do? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, is this the point where the, the the mum comes with a shotgun again, or yeah, I think this is where like does she capture Stretch? Yeah, yeah doesn't she? She like has she grabs him. She has him. Well, initially she's like firing a shotgun. I think when when Annie was running into the woods, right? She was firing a shotgun yeah. after her, and then she gets hold of Stretch and says, "Look, if you don't come out, I'm gonna murder your mate." And then that's when the comments start going off again to say. Let him die. Let him die. <laughs> oh, <Stretch. laughs> so yeah. mean. He's the best character. She puts her arm inside the car, and Annie like puts the hand through the steering wheel, and then turns the steering wheel. Oh, and, like, yeah. Snaps the arm snaps and locks her arm. the arm at the same time. They crash, they, cr- they crash the car for some reason. I think it's because she's shooting at them, and they crash maybe. And 
I don't know how it happens now because like I say, it's been a while since I've seen it. But yeah, there's a really brutal arm break, like a really gross one. And if Vanessa starts to torture and ask her, weirdly, Annie seems actually kind of excited by what's happening at this point. And they start to ask her about Angela. And I think it's that at that point she real she uh, reveals that Angela is her daughter. Is a sixteen year old daughter, and said like, "This is a picture of her." Well, I don't know. She's sixteen. She's got an uh, Ariana Grande tattoo, and no yeah. tattooist in this country would ever tattoo someone underage. No. So, but she is like she has got like a young daughter who's not stomach as well. I want to get Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande tattooed on me. Where? Straight on the stomach, please. <laughs> loads of other places. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happens at the moment at this point. I think oh, I think maybe they find Angela and they take off the mask that she's had over her mouth. Her mouth is stapled shut. Yeah, they unstaple it and the mum is like, don't bother, mate. But if they do bother, they unstaple her mouth. Yeah. Um, and I think is this... It's not long after that that Angela obviously starts showing more supernatural abilities and aggression. Um, and is this when she like kills the mother, like rips her bloody head off? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. it happens very quickly, but her, oh, yeah. her head yeah. does come flying off. Not long yeah. after she's described it, she yeah, she rips her head off. And then is this when she T1000s after the car? Oh, that's, yeah, that's oh, not God. yet. I think that's, that's not uh, yet, but that after Stretch is dead, yeah, but that's an amazing little scene, though. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, they go in. Who knows how this happens? They end up going into um, like a abandoned fairground. Yeah, they kind of walk through an industrial estate to a fairground. That reminded me of Resident Evil, like a first-person view Resident Evil game. When they're walking through the fairground and you see the sign above and like the rusty uh, fences and stuff, very resy in, in a good way. And there's um, like a spooky. There's like it's very. Five Nights at Freddy's in there, and there's a merry-go-round, and there's a spooky tree face. It's kind of like, again, cultural reference for UK folks, and maybe, oh. maybe it's an age thing as well. McDonald's birthday parties was that? Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I just you remembered were... about two a year or two ago. I remember Rob Savage tweeting, "Does anybody know of a fairground location?" And I wonder if that that's what led to, yeah. to this particular scene. Maybe he was looking for somewhere to film it. Yeah. It also cool reminded me of like um a, like a Batman villain layer. Yeah. From like, yeah. From like the Arkham yeah. some of the Arkham games. Some Ark Arkham DLC, I think, where you go to Joker's fairground or something. It reminded me a little bit like that. Do you guys remember in the Mothercare UK stores there used to be like talking trees? Uh, and you used to press a button and they used to give you like a little fact or something and it had an horrible flapping mouth. <laughs> oh, get, yeah, like a, uh, I remember like talking bass, talking mm. bass fish and stuff. <laughs> Big mouth belly oh, no. bass. It was like, it was like in the shop. I mean, again, it might have just been this one store, but it was in the Mothercare so- store. There was a huge like fake tree with a face, just like just like uh, in this film. And it used to talk. I remember and he put my hand in its mouth. Oh, I don't remember that. Lose oh. it like a child's hand in Victorian machinery. Yum, 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 yum. It was weird. Oh, no, I think you must have just lived in a terrifying place. That is proper Gotham City horrors that yeah. you that you live yeah, in. Yeah, definitely. Um, so apparently, the... <laughs> it's legit, I found it. Apparently it was only in Mothercare Bristol. Here we go. Wow. Gen- called... It was called Jenny Tree. Apparently it's only a really tiny fur. But yeah, that was pretty horrific. So like when you when my parents used to go walk around Mothercare for whatever reason, I was just go and knock about with a tree. Only in <laughs> Bristol. 
Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, weird, isn't it? In, in Tamworth Tree, well, there was a someone had a Sega Mega Drive set up, less horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> far less horrifying. Um, they end up in a house of mirrors, uh, which is always scary in the best of times. Yeah. Uh, but we've had House of Mirrors in like recent film, recent horror movies as well, like Us. There was a House oh, of yeah, Mirrors in there. Yeah, yeah. So Only like... usually two word ones, like Us, It. <laughs> this is the oh, yeah, this is the yeah, film with so... the longest title with a House of Mirrors in it. Yeah, you could say it's just one word then. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what else well, happens after? I think Stretch eats it. I'm pretty sure Angela bursts yeah. through a mirror and can't wish it is him. She bites his he, neck out or something. Yeah, she makes mm-hmm. him right poorly. She does chomp on his neck. He buys the farm right here. Yeah. Which uh, is a shame. And Angela, uh, is a shame. Annie, Annie escapes in the car and it's like we feel that moment, oh, she's got away. But then we see the T-1000 moment with uh, thingy, uh, Angela kind of casually jogging behind but keeping up, uh, keeping yeah. pace. It's a great shot because it's kind of like, isn't Annie just like, um, sort of like relaxing, almost like it's yeah. over. Yeah. Sort of she like, isn't she fumbling around and she finds like a joint and she's like, ah, yeah, shit. that's yeah. true. Blazing <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta punch some darts. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like that scene because like you say, you have the calm moment with Annie and I think because I was reading the comments and I was watching her, I had a delayed reaction to her running behind the car. Mm. So I thought I was like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, stop. Yeah, so freaky. Like this, this film is insane. Like, it just honestly, I just yeah. can't. Mm. I can't it's not good on many occasions, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can't remember now. I think Angela gets in the car and then they crash into her Gets lake. through the back window almost. Yeah. And then she, yes. didn't yeah. she, doesn't she do something? Like she stabs her in the face with like a vape or something like that or something along those lines. <laughs> she, she bashes yeah, yeah. her and then they crash the car. And the thing is, like, it crashes in, into a lake, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah, puts it puts it in the lake, and then we see um, Annie gets out of the car, and then we see Angela rise up out of it like Chronicle. That was yeah. amazing. That was an amazing uh, visual as well. I think that's probably the two best visuals from this film in yeah. within like a minute or so of each other. And this whole this whole scene as well, like this is what makes me sad that you see some people that from your review like that say, "Oh, I." I gave up after this, after 30, 30 minutes or what have you, you'll have missed this because mm-hmm. some really, really fantastic like horror set pieces and mm-hmm. some technical elements for a found footage movie as well, which let's face it, in a lot of cases, found footage is an excuse to limit your your technical deliverables and your ability to actively show scares because it gives you a great mechanism to blur it or to have just missed some of the action but it's all in here in this one mm. and it's just a shame that in some cases the polarizing nature of the character has made people kind of miss out on this stuff and you know we saw some of the twitter controversies come out like oh i don't believe disgusting and like, no, you just don't like a person it's not a disgusting movie but well it is well, but yeah. it's a disgusting movie <laughs> because it's a horror movie um yeah um it's a shame that people miss out on this stuff because I think really, really good filmmaking. Yeah, it's a shame because mm. it's not even like this is the first controversial character we've had in horror. It's mm. just interesting there's been such a backlash. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just kind of hit people too close to home because obviously it's very recent and very, you know, anti-mask and stuff. Maybe that's it, but, you know, I guess. Yeah, I guess but it's to be... 
it's to be expected. And also, like we discussed last week, that horror movies at their best are when they're controversial, when they're sort of polarizing, and when they're sort of presenting something that's going to evoke, as I've already mentioned, like an extreme emotional response. So I feel like being scared is good, but I feel like when you're being taken on on a different sort of emotional ride in a movie like this, um, it's it's, far more enjoyable. It's the same as anything. I think there is a large debate now, and again, both sides of the spectrum. People say, oh, I don't want politics in my entertainment and my right, but writing and the arts and film and everything like it's always been political i just think now we're more aware of it and now that people are more sensitive to some issues that people are now um i guess more sick of it because it's you know with the way that we with the way we absorb media now is very very polarizing and but it's storytelling isn't it yeah storytelling involving writing believable human beings and you know you can go through your life and not have one disagreement with somebody over your views um, but that's very unlikely so the fact that you see this in film when it happens to people in their everyday life you know on social media off social media you know queuing up queuing up at the supermarket seeing people not wear masks and stuff like that you know these are these are real life things that were actually happening and now suddenly we're just seeing it in an extreme extreme version a a, a sort of character uh, sorry yeah um, an extreme version of it on film like it's no yeah. different to that yeah and i think like we've all said over this and last week's film men as well like at its best and this is why i get furious that horror is so often unless people put stick an elevated label at the front of it it is by and large as a genre overlooked as being you know trash entertainment and doesn't have that voice as uh, as an art form but it is, and at, at very at, at its heart, horror should be confronting, and it should make you think about things. Either it's stuff that you're scared about, or stuff that should be reflective of what's going on in in your society and in you know even with people individually. I think this and men a great double bill to look at that in a very modern context about things that people are really thinking about today. But it's not exclusive to that. You know, and it's yeah. not, and it's not a new feature since you know, since Get Out or anything came out, which looked at it from a different set of issues. Like there are political angles that you can take from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, from Halloween, from from Friday the Thirteenth. Even there are things that you can look at from all of those angles that are reflective of society. So in many ways, if you are impacted by a horror movie beyond the oh i was a scary person or that was a ghost like good that that should yeah. be that should be what it's angling. exactly yeah because some people some people do just want that from horror movies and you know that's that's unfortunate because in a way it's like okay i want to go and watch a horror movie and i want to escape from the real world but it's like i i understand that i do understand that but at the same time don't um sort of criticize a film for not sort of shying away from issues that affect uh, the de- your day-to-day life as well i think that's also a, a bold choice as a filmmaker and you can yeah. just choose to appreciate something for its raw entertainment value right i think i think you can make that decision if you want to look at something at face value sure you can do that hmm. yeah. yeah so at this point uh the film does to me 
what I talked about before, it's what I call like the raining blood moment, which I take from the Evil Dead remake, mm-hmm. where you feel like you've seen exactly what everything the film has to offer. You know exactly, you've kind of got to grips with it. You understand what's going on and you feel like the film is at an end or it's heading into its denouement, as it were. Uh, but then, so Annie finds herself in a house. He's like asking for help. Um, and then she sees the address and realizes she's in the place where she was supposed to take um, uh, Angela. Yeah. She goes into one room and it's pitch black. And then I think like a light turns on or night vision happens on the camera or something. There's like tons of people in there and they just look at her and they all slit their throats in unison. Um, is that that's that's what happens, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like a horrible <laughs> that's sacrifice. That's like how I knew like, that I remember that they all died, but yeah, like. Um, but then, so Annie's like freaking out. She runs through. She finds Angela, um, lay down on the floor, um, and then you think you know. You think you kind of get it. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll talk about theories of what's actually happening here. Uh, but we feel like we understand. Like, it's like a possession story. But then it's actually more. It turns into almost like a cosmic. Uh, yeah, parasite sort of thing. There's yeah. something a giant wormy creature. It looks a bit like. Do you remember that Apex Twin music video, um, Rubber Johnny? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, wait, that wait, similar? No. Was it Rubber Johnny the one with the? It's the guy with a big head in in a wheelchair, and he's like dancing, and his face is oh, like yeah. exploding into. Oh god, shapes. yeah. Oh yeah. And now I've seen it. I'm like. Hmm. It was like that, yeah. but also, do you remember there was a uh, like a viral thing not so long ago where it was like, this is a man who's been perfectly designed to survive like a horrific car crash, and he like came had a huge head that went into his shoulders. Yeah, like you remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So this so the rain blood moment for me is it's just where it, uh, this thing erupts from Angela's body. Oh, because Angela attacks her, and I think she like breaks her mouth, like she puts she's like yeah. a screwdriver into her mouth. It's, or it's like yeah. a jaw breaks, isn't it? Jewel's yeah. like hanging off. So Annie's been now being chased by a uh, demonic giant maggoty worm thing big, through a car park. It's a big yeah. flobby, massive, like it reminds me of the belly's gonna get you advert, like this horrible, <laughs> yeah, horrible thing <laughs> that's like flabby and is chasing after a um yeah, unnamable beast. It is unnamable. Um, yeah. she, she hides under a car and finds her keyboard her like Casio keyboard whatever it is starts to like play it like a auto, auto plays, the, plays the demo reel DJ DJ yeah. DJ oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 what a keyboard um, yeah um, and the things come towards her oh yeah that's what happens yeah so she kicks out some bricks from under the wheel and it mm. uh, smushes her smushes mm. her and she starts attacking it with the keyboard Using the power of music to save the day. Yeah. And she essentially beats it to death. I mean, you, don't, you never get like a really good look at it, do you? It's not like... I don't think so. I don't think you'd want to. I think... No, no, no. In, in many ways as well. I kind of like this because I think so often in a found footage movie, particularly looking at you, Paranormal Activity, that when the thing finally takes physical form, it's like trying to play with your mates at primary school and it's like, oh actually I'm invincible now so like there is no way you're gonna win <laughs> but actually sometimes you'll just find a monster and no matter how scary it is or how hor- horrifying it's been to look at or think sometimes nothing's really immune to a clobbering 
and that's what happens. It's clobbering yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> immune to a clobbering. You're not immune yeah. to a clobbering. She gets loads of goo on her face as well, like shoots up from the maggot skull. Lovely. Um, and then we have a Ben mentioned like the wrapping at the end for the credits, which is Sat really good. The whole thing sat through the entire credits. Me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If there's a way to get people to stop and like actually just pay attention when it comes to the credits, that is it. Yeah. And she's back in the back in LA having a great time. Doesn't seem to mind at all the experience that she's been through. It's not phased her in any way yeah. at all. <laughs> I, I love it how like, you know, quite often you'll say, you know, you're writing these things and these characters have an arc and these things for me it feels like the only thing that's changed for Annie over the course of this movie is that she has now clubbed an unnameable monster to death. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I, I kind of felt been like to with England, end, I guess. With the end credits and afterwards, I kind of almost felt like this was just Annie, the real person. Sort of yeah, I, I thought so. I didn't goodness. think I didn't think the end credits were part of the story per se. I thought they were just uh, don't you see her back fun. in the don't you see her back in the US before she before the credits, but though you see her just back at home. Getting some more oh, compost. Okay. okay. Getting know, some more compost. Yeah. Um, there we go. So I've got some name game for you. If you're up for it. Go on. Yes. First one is about a lazy person who is bombarded with never-ending items appearing on their to-do list. So a lazy person and they're bombarded with never-ending items appearing on their to-do list. Lots of tasks, you could say. Um, task can close but there's lots there's lots of to-do list items that aren't relevant to her oh um she should ask. mark them as <laughs> task spam task spam task spam, task spam. Task spam. Task spam. Oh. <laughs> next one is about a playstation Sorry, bandicoot character uh and they keep eating out of this person's bins and you have to keep telling the PlayStation Bandicoot character to get the hell away. To crash. crash. Has it been in the crash can? No. <laughs> crash scram. Crash scram. Crash to go away. Very good. <laughs> and last one uh, from me anyway. Uh, this isn't the movie, but it's a kind of spreadable for your toasts. And you get it from a special type of oozy skin irritation. Uh, is it rash jam? Rash jam. You got that in oh, way Jesus. too quick. Uh, suspiciously yeah. quick. I love a jam. Oh, suspiciously a quick. Have you got jam. a rash right now? <laughs> no, but I do have jam in the house. Oh yeah. What what Delicious. what kind? What kind? Well, I got a. You have to always have a raspberry. That's a staple. And then I know it's not jam, but it's jam, jam adjacent. Love Mom. a lemon curd. Love a, love a lemon curd around ah, the house as well. Lemon curd is oh, one of the best. I don't know. Got, on the got, got a set honey as well. Some people will say it helps oh, with yeah. fever. It doesn't matter. It's just nice. Bloody hell, mate. You're living the absolute dream. If I was Annie and I was looking in your fridge, I'd also look at it with the same level of disdain as she did. Do you like honey? Bees do good work, Ben. Yeah. Just bee vomit. Workers. Oh, yeah. Eat, I'll eat your vomit. I do like honey, actually. Honey's lovely. Like yeah. <laughs> That's the least controversial. Honey equals nice. Controversial. Couldn't get honey through. Honey equals nice. You know what? Are you left wing <laughs> sheep. That's what you are. Anyone got any uh, name games they want to put in there? Um, you got any off the top of the dome, Ben? Uh, no. 
I don't think I did. <laughs> I'll give you one. Um, <laughs> Tom Hanks goes around the world um, conning people that he knows this mermaid. Uh, Splash. Yep. Oh, yeah. Splash. He's calling them out their money. Say, oh, do you want to come see scam. them? Like, give Flash, them scam. Flash scam. Flash scam. Flash scam. Uh, okay. The protagonist from the Evil Dead movies. Ash. Yep. Starts. <laughs> starts live streaming. Um, he's he's changed his life, and now he's got now he's got a family, and he starts live streaming. Uh, their drives around. Call it Ash Fam. Ash Fam. Ash Fam. Ash Fam. Ash Fam. It's like a family like oh. live streaming that he does. Um, and then um, uh, <laughs> okay. Laughing. I just so brain going. in <laughs> a dark uh, a dark comedy about um, about the Viet- Vietnam War. Um, is it dark comedy? I think it's just a comedy. It's before my time. So a comedy about the Vietnam Mash. War, and they all have some they all have some pig products. Mash ham. Mash ham. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, well done, everyone. You've all got five out of five. Uh, next, uh, we need to rate the film, either rate good or rate bad. I haven't mm. really given this any thought, to be honest. Uh, Lucy, do you want to go first of your rating? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, it's not a perfect film. Do you want like a kind of like out of five score with that? Oh, one? Uh, a, a to F. Yeah, like, like ah, like sure, right. Um, of course, everyone does it differently. Um, yeah. Probably like a C, I reckon. Like nice C, just in the middle, or three stars in my equivalent. Um, it's fine. It's fun. It's a good laugh. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. Um, but you'll have a good time best on the big screen. Um, my only criticism is its rewatchability factor. I'm not sure if it would work great on my own TV, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think seeing it with the audience and seeing it with um, with Jed and Rob was really special. I don't know if it would translate again at home, but solid save for me. I'd be almost tempted if I was watching it again, now I'm not on the big screen, to try and recreate the live stream element and watch it on a laptop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Who who wants to go? So uh, C from Lucy. What are you, are you still are you still passing it, Luke? Do I you want to go next? Time? I think I know what I'm going to go. I just I'm just worried that I'm going to be off from you guys to to a certain degree. Don't worry. Um, this film. Uh, so I like I really liked Host. I did like Host. The only the main issue I had with it was uh, that it felt a little bit like. A little ready salted for my taste in terms of the horror movie. It's like a seance movie gone gone bad. Okay, fine. This film feels like more of like a film made by with a unique voice and a unique perspective, and a film that's got a much like much more solid identity to it. What flavor? And this is like, uh, oof, what flavor is this one? This bacon, is like this is limited edition tomato ketchup flavor. Oh, like it's so specific. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this that's film, horrible. This, well. Some people like it, some people don't. Oh, ketchup crisps are nice. They're all right. Polarized, yeah. Ben. This Polarizer. is a perfect yeah. analogy. This film... Jesus. So you, you guys know I like the VHS movies. This film feels like someone's made a film that I would specifically like that would tick a lot of boxes for me. I mean, I'm going to go with... I could definitely rewatch this and try and work out. I'd be pressing pause all the time to like look at the little shots of the thing coming out of Angela's mouth and stuff. Um, I feel this is like a solid B plus for me. 
almost an A minus. I mean, it yeah. it might even go to that. I think also with you know we've watched a lot of A twenty four style horror movies. I would say recently, this feels like a bit of an antidote to that. Like it's it's like the complete opposite. It's just like chaos and the. It's not it's, elevated it, horror. It's it's almost the it's almost I said someone it's like Annie made it's like Annie said fuck elevated horror I'm gonna do the opposite of that this is like aggravated horror aggravated horror yeah that's what it is and um I just really needed that I think I think I just needed some chaos and this really hit that hit that spot in terms of the word antidote being used I just thought even though Annie's character pushes a lot of buttons, I think in terms of antidote for me, uh, having a protagonist where you don't really learn loads about like their inner workings or anything like that. We don't care about her emotions, about her feelings, or really, do we? We don't think they've gone through a character right. They've started this person. I mean, Annie is essentially the same person at the start as she is at the end. She yeah. doesn't change so much, even though she goes through a life-changing, what would what would be to most people like a life-changing night she's still kind of the same person at the end of it. And I do kind of think of that as an antidote. How many horror protagonists do we get? And they're like, so um, using men as an example, obviously like Jesse Buckley's character was, was going, was really going through the ringer uh, emotionally. And the fact that we've got to experience that and, you know, I, I just said something like, I don't know, hereditary or midsummer where the character, the main character or the main characters are really going through something uh, emotionally taxing and then we just get Annie. Yeah. And, uh, I, I did kind yeah. of just really, really enjoy that. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really, doesn't really matter. There's not even a moment where she like breaks down in tears or, or she like, never, I can't take she's it. She never, never breaks down at all, does she? Like, even in the moments where it's got the, the most ludicrous parts, she's joking around. I think, I think I enjoy that. There's no tragic backstory. There's no it's smile like looking at the camera at the end. Life. Like a little smile. Life, and especially life over the last few years, is ludicrous enough. <laughs> I mean, what more can can you throw at at somebody? She's clearly like, had enough, uh, and she, yeah. yeah. But I think my rating is probably going to be slightly less. Um, I might go for in terms of comparing it to Host. I think I agree with you in terms of like the ready salted nature of it. It did feel like a um, paranormal movie, and that was kind of it. Um, and in terms of rewatchability, I don't know. I feel like I would like to watch this again just to see all those sort of pay more attention to the credits uh sorry to to the comments and also yeah. kind of look yeah. at all those little touches in the background i'll probably go for i just go for a straight b for it i think nice. nice i'll round it out then i guess i agree with even though the different ratings i think i agree with everything that all of you have said on this one i think the only thing i'd add is that i think that this team are exceptionally good at creating a film that is so of the moment, which I'm not sure like what this means in the long term. I think whenever this team put anything out, the best thing to do is to watch it immediately while it is a concurrent and contemporary thing to, to really get and watch it because that's the society that it's coming out in. I'm not sure that this will, like with Lucy saying, the, the rewatch outside of a cinema environment I'm not sure if I watch this in 10 years, what mm. the impact of that is yeah. culturally. Is that, you know, because God knows what the fuck's going to be wrong with the world in 10 years time. Like, is that going to be, you know, hearkening back to a simpler time? Is it going to be something which is no longer so culturally relevant for us? 
what it's is it going to be like he- generations of film you know film viewers in the future you know by and large you can look at eras of horror like the 70s and 80s is this so contextually specific that a generation from now or people who are just being born you know and they start to have their education into horror films is this going to feel alien and, and nonsensical to them i don't know mm-hmm. um but for me at this moment i think it's a really well made found footage movie and we are watching it when it's a contemporary piece so i think it's useful and i'm probably more inclined to like it more because of the polarizing reaction and i think that it, again a lot like we talked to men last week and think there are things that you can reflect on from this film i kind of spent some time reflecting on this one because of the reaction to it I was thinking does it make the film better or worse whether or not i would like this character or whether I like this person as a person or whether I agree with this person and I think it's an interesting topic for someone who you know watching it and thinking nah, this person probably would be a bit of a nightmare if you were putting yourself in stretches scenario like this would be a difficult situation to deal with and I think it makes the film more engaging as a result so I am going to land with a for all those things that I rambled on about, probably a B, because I think really well-made film. I don't know what its legs are like long-term in terms of my ongoing horror history, but for right now, great, really enjoyable movie. Go and watch it if you can. Cool. Um, so, hang on. Um, <laughs> hang on. Hang on a minute. For those, for those not watching this on video, Luke's being like attacked by a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, Lucy, have you got um, thanks for joining us. By the way, have you got any uh, places where you want to send people uh, this week? Any so- social media or websites or anything like that? I like the way you phrase that. Where do I want to send people? Not where anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my Twitter, where I'm normally hanging about, is um, at Lucy Jade Bugles. It's just my name, or my TV Time podcast, which is T like the drink V Pod. Uh, sorry, Time Pod. I always get it wrong. Uh, and then I chat about all sorts of TV on there, everything pretty much. We've just done a catfish episode, great reality TV series. Uh, and then I've got Buffy on the way as well. So we've got a lot going Ooh. on over there. <laughs> so it should be a good one. I've been watching a lot of Buffy. Buffy's great. Yeah, now that's yeah. rewatchable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next week, I can't remember what we're doing next week. Are we doing Black old... Phone or Freddy? Freddy next week, I think. Freddy. Mm. Freddy 3, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Yeah, hell yeah. Welcome to prime time, chaps. Chaps, fellas. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening then. Um, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout, where you can get ADXO's episodes, bonus content, and some free stuff. Uh, thanks to our current patrons, Lane Spencer, John Crinnan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rugby, Ollie Child, Julia Bilgren, Leslie Carlo, and Bazuzu. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. And thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review. Um, and we will, if it's a positive review, read it out on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a negative um, one. We'll talk about you in private. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Who knows what you're saying? You'll never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Luke. Thanks so much for joining us, Lucy. And thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.